Welcome to IT Availability Now, the show that tells stories of business resilience from the people who keep the digital world available. I'm your host, Servas Verbeest, and today I'm joined by Eric Krogstad, Principal Cloud Architect at SunGuard AS, and we're going to be discussing the challenges of controlling your organization's growth and cloud costs. How are you doing today, Eric? I'm doing great, Savas. How are you? Good, good, good. And and this is a topic I really enjoy talking with you about because we address it with so many clients when we engage with them, right? And and really to set the stage, when organizations look to incorporate cloud technology, they typically focus on the technical engineering, right, or the te- technological components, the switches, the bells, the whistles, all the features and functions that are available. But we often find they lose track of a really critical component that makes up really a core pillar that you see within a lot of these uh, cloud providers. And that's the financial element or specifically financially engineering a solution to meet the requirements. Um, There's a great report that gets released by Flexera every year. uh, And in this year's report, the 2022 State of the Cloud, it's shown that organizations waste around 32% of their cloud spend. That means there's 32% of that spend that could be optimized through making changes to the environment or adopting different financial models. That's up 2% from last year, which doesn't seem like a lot. But when you start to look at the marketplace and the sheer volume of cloud resources that are consumed, that translates into a ton of money. So Eric, why do you think so many businesses are struggling to manage these cloud costs? Well, I can't believe it's only 32%. <laughs> Figured it would be more. Mm-hmm. But um, it comes down to the environment's not being set up correctly from the beginning. Um, you know, a lot of people like to keep a data center mindset, uh, keep things running just like they are, you know, within their control. But when you're adopting a new technology, you want to evolve with the technology. You know, the technology itself has evolved. You need to go with it because having a quick transition into the cloud doesn't always mean it's been efficient. So putting your expenses into things like better databases um, and less and more application driven, not server intensive, applications that can be done um, you know as a service instead of as a physical device there's a, there's a lot of things to consider on how to get rid of that waste and what I just call bloat you know having big machines just sitting in the cloud really isn't making you more efficient you know using the cloud in a productive way makes you efficient mm-hmm. no and and it seems like a a simple concept, an easy one to follow. And that same report I referenced sets the expectation that cloud utilization is going to increase over the next year around 29%. And if I'm an executive, I'm staring at the fact that on average, businesses waste around 32% of their spend and there are market conditions that are going to drive me to consume more. Specifically, when you see things around supply chain shortages, you know, conflicts that are impacting energy prices, which are driving up costs in data centers. How can you expect an organization to be willing to lean in, right? Because technically, that would mean they'd have a greater amount of waste, right? Yes. And if you're set up like that, 
you, you probably will. And I'd like to see something like a, you know, a TV show, The Biggest Loser, if you can remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, but put it in terms of IT, like we're instead of shedding pounds, we're going to shed bloat and waste in the IT space. So um, it takes a good eye to be able to go in, look at what's running in your environment, see, you know, hey, maybe we can trim that up a bit. You know, it seems to be like the highest running cost that we have. How can we do this more efficiently? Mm-hmm. Uh, is this dev environment need to be up 24 hours? How about we start setting some parameters and really start to just go in, you know, like that TV show, they'd focus on a diet and then they'd focus on an exercise. Then they'd add something. Then they add something. The idea of constant improvement, the idea of becoming more efficient really seems to me to be uh, the best way to go about that strategy. And and that ultimately begins with a vision of what you want your cloud to look like. You know, can it be set up correctly from the beginning? And then, you know, what will it look like in one year, three years, and five years? Have, have that growth mind to utilize the cloud and not just get fatter servers. Mm-hmm. No, no. And that was a great analogy because when you, you take a step back and, and you, you look at setting that good foundation and, and more importantly, maintaining consistent practices to ensure that you're adopting not what was great for you when you started, but what's great for you based on what's available right now. Because these cloud services and providers are releasing services while we're having this conversation. And they do that how many times uh, a day, how many days of the year, right? Um, But would you say that organizations that focus on optimization and efficiency have a better chance of avoiding issues with cloud costs than organizations that start with value engineering? Yes. Um, And don't get me wrong, value engineering from the beginning um, is something that a lot of organizations do because there was a directive that, hey, you're going to go in the cloud because I heard it saves money. And the value they want to do is, all right, we're going to upload everything into, you know, pick your cloud of choice. And it's just going to run up there and it's going to be cheaper because we don't have to have a data center, you know, and it meets a a budget. Now where value engineering falls on its face is when you actually go do that. And you know what, you just have these monolithic things sitting in the cloud and you have to keep feeding them. You know, as new data comes, as new apps come, they they just get fatter and fatter. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you do something from a more pragmatic approach of having that vision of what the cloud will look like and what you want to get out of it, you can start that journey by saying, you know what, we're going to spend a little bit more money here up front on our website to just put it as an API call with a backend database or no database at all just Python, instead of having a farm of 12 web servers in every geographic location. Um, You know, that development work up front to get it to go to an API may cost more. But in the long run, you're not going to keep adding more and more servers as time goes on. And you see that 
return on that initial investment throughout the life cycle of your cloud journey, rather than just trying to get it up there and save the initial money, uh, because you're really not solving a long-term problem, just a short-term need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's an investment in the efficiency and optimization of your business, not necessarily looking for just pure cost control. And you know, when businesses look at that, they they fall into a trap. I see far too often. I'd love to get your opinion on this, where they lock into a cloud provider because of some perceived savings or some uh, connection that they feel comfortable with. So, I mean, is that the best way to choose your cloud provider? Or or do you tend to lean a different direction and, and kind of focus on all cloud providers? <laughs> um, great question. And obviously for me, it would be all cloud providers, but that an initial part of the question, yes, some people do fall in love with a certain provider or they're mandated to use that provider from the beginning. That mandate comes down based on, you know, they have enterprise license agreements to certain companies won't allow them to work with them or that, that, for instance, Walmart, once AWS or Amazon bought Whole Foods, you know, Walmart sold them as a competitor, said anybody that does business through Amazon can't do business with us. Mm-hmm. And this has gone back a number of years, but I mean, there was a huge amount of migrations happening. So those types of ideas of vendor lock-ins, um, that they always change. You, you think you're with one thing, but then it's going to change. You bring on new teams. You have a data science team that only runs certain applications and certain platforms, you know, whether it's Azure BI or whether it's SageMaker and AWS. It, you have people and teams that are comfortable with that technology. So as you grow, as new people, new leaders, new types of teams enter into the fold of your company, you're going to have to adopt that multi-cloud strategy. And having a team of developers behind you that know all the platforms or one really good cloud guy that can work with a bunch of different teams or, you know, hire SunGuard. I'll be happy to show up and tell you how to do it as well. But (laughs) (laughs) having having that solid foundation and and a plan of what you want it to look like and then having the flexibility to be able to add in new platforms and manage them is really the key to the future of the cloud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it, and it's really what it comes down to based on what you've said and I've experienced is choosing a public cloud provider just because you have one reason that points you there may not guarantee you the outcome you're looking for. And I really appreciate the fact that you've come in today and illustrated some good examples of things you've experienced and and more importantly, kind of set the stage to say, it's really about use case. And it's really about setting a good foundation to look to optimize as you integrate cloud to to set yourself up to be in a position where you're not going to have sprawl, you're not going to have waste, and you're going to have something that's easy to maintain and optimize over time. So I really appreciate you joining us on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, and uh, it was a great talk. Awesome. So Eric Krogstad is the Principal Cloud Architect for SunGuard Availability Services. You can find the show notes for this episode at sunguardas.com backslash IT Availability Now. 
Please subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice to get new episodes as soon as they're available. IT Availability Now is a production of SunGuard Availability Services. I'm your host, Sir Voss for Beast, and until next time, stay available. Stay available.